What's your grief? This is Miyoshi Walker, and you're listening to the Girl Good Grief Podcast. On this podcast, I share stories of navigating through grief, life lessons, and relationships. We will explore the losses that define our lives. It's about me defining how you don't have to settle in sorrow, pain, or your grief, so we can become transformed by the experiences grief can teach us. Good grief is the euphemism of good God. Grief isn't only related to the sorrow of death, but the response of loss, particularly to the loss of someone or something to which a bond or affection was formed. My desire is to share ways of purposeful living, uplifting spirits, and share how to allow God to heal broken hearts along the way. I will share my experiences of how we can cope and understand our grief experiences. So why don't you join me on this journey as I share my real life stories of how I navigated through difficulties, learning how to cope with the grief and how I allow God to transform me into a brave woman of faith. By doing this, I begin to think different, live different, speak different and believe different and totally trusting him along the way. My message is not limited to a socioeconomic boundary, a gender, one thing or one person. We can navigate the challenges of grief by trusting God every step of the way, no matter what it looked like. Grief can teach us to live in each moment, to ignite courage that we didn't know we possessed, and to teach us our strengths. On this podcast, this is where we're trusting God through the process. Welcome back. In today's episode, I will discuss the benefits of impact of healing. Let's get started. Hello, let's get started on the impact of healing, the benefits. And so how are you doing today? On this episode, um, I'm going to discuss different benefits that can impact our healing if we allow it. And so, you know, anytime that a person is wounded or our woundedness, it definitely can affect other people. But we need to allow God to heal us. And so every area in our lives includes relationships of of some, some sort, whether they are, you know, um, on the surface acquaintances or um, close friends or families or, you know, some type of relationship that's close. So we all have to offer to the people that's around us what's inside of us because sometimes that come out. And so the benefits of healing is that, you know, we need to recognize those feelings and begin healing because out of it, something positive happens. And so we all have to offer the people around us what's inside of us because what's inside of us typically come out. And so anytime a person is wounded and and they begin to display woundedness, it affects other people. You know, it can have an impact on, you know, our social lives or your social life, especially if your pain is caused by, you know, um, the death of a, of, of a loved one or just a lifestyle change in your life or unhealthy relationships or whatever the case may be. But we need to allow God to heal us 
and to allow God to heal you. And so with the impact of healing and some of the benefits, I'm going to discuss that Um, as discussed before through me reading and researching some of the stages of grief. However, everyone will not experience all of them or experience them in order. But in a few podcasts prior, um, I, I spoke about different stages of grief, and that is the denial the anger, the bargaining, the depression, and the acceptance. And with the denial um, stage, that's when we're just like, you know, we we state or you state that you feel okay or, you know, um, it can't be. And then in the anger stage, you begin to say, why me? It's not fair. Or how can this happen to me? And then in the bargaining stage, you, you know, you begin to say, I'll do anything and, um, you know, just give me a few months or years to live. And then in the depression stage, you know, you begin to possibly say, you know, it's pointless now. Why bother of anything that you begin to do? Or what's the point of doing anything? Because you're you're in that depressive state. And so you don't feel up to par to do anything. And then lastly is the acceptance stage where you feel like I'll be fine or you know, I'll fight through it and I'll make it through and I'll prepare myself for it. But although there are many types of different stages and there are many different types of grief, you know, some of those types of grief, it it, it can relate to a normal or traumatic or delayed, you know, sometimes just to name a few of me just reading of the different types of grief that it is. And so I encourage you to seek you know, the help that best works for you, whether it be praying or your pastor or clergyman or through therapy or etc. So we have to begin using things that is beneficial to us that will impact our healing, you know, whether it's writing for you or maybe sticking to a routine or seeking counsel as stated, or, you know, we have to, you know, be cognizant of, you know, taking care of our body um, our uh, mind, body, and soul, you know, during this time. And so, because that can have an impact on our healing. And so that's a benefit that we can, um, you know, look to and use because remember, you know, what we feel on the inside, it comes out on the outside because, you know, our hearts, you know, when we're going through pain and when we're going through healing, you know, our hearts are filled with pain and anger and despair and, you know, in rejection sometimes, but, you know, that can be um, a negative quality, but we can, you know, um, spew it on to other people or those that we are, are in contact or that we love that are still available to us. But we need to fill our insides with that peace, joy and love and hope and those other positive attributes so that we can you know, share good things with those that we love instead of, you know, the anger or the bitter things that we can, you know, display because what is upon our hearts is what will come out. And so for every bit of negativity, you know, we can we we need to eliminate it so our soul can be healed because it's benefits of, you know, becoming healed, as we all know. 
And God wants to bring you to a great place of healing. And he will do whatever it takes, not only for yourself, but those that are around you so that you can be a blessing to those that you are around or that you come in contact with. And so on this journey to healing, it's not always going to be easy. It's not going to always be a smooth road. You know, uh, it's going to be a crooked road sometime. But God says, I make your crooked road, your crooked path straight. So we have to trust him and knowing that he will make our crooked path straight and so it you know it will require and um require you to take some um time and to honestly look at your painful places in your life and allow god to touch and heal them you know um in those difficult moments, you know, I definitely encourage you to press on and not to give up, to remember that your healing can have a positive impact on those that you are around and with yourself. You know, um, if you begin to think on those things, you know, as I stated, you know, if you have to use outlets as as in terms of journaling or sticking to your routine or seeking counsel and, you know, just becoming healthy. You know, I believe that one of the reasons why people, especially Christians, Christians sometimes can get into bondage during these trying times is because of the lack of understanding about the grieving con- process. But if we begin to understand our grief that we are experiencing, you know, we can begin to heal. And, you know, with me speaking to other people or other individuals that have gone or going through grief, you know, um, and how they process it, everybody process their grief differently. And so that don't mean that immediately as you address it, that you will begin to heal immediately, but that's a step towards the next level of healing. And so that can be a benefit of becoming healed. And so with that, We must know that we have to trust God to heal us in the process. And with that, we have to remember that our healing can have a positive impact on lots of people if we allow God to do the the healing on the inside. And if we do our work, if you do your work and allow God to do the healing, you can begin to heal the, the way that you need to. And also, if you need to, you know, take the proper precautions of, you know, seeking the help that is needed during that time. But you want to become healed. You want to become whole. You don't want to remain wounded and affected by the things that that um, you have experienced. And so with that being said, you know, like before, you know, we have to know that our soul can be healed and we we have to know that we have to take a chance in understanding that God can heal us. And so it's obvious that everyone doesn't experience the same thing. But to some degree, in terms of grief, we can speak the same language, but we can have the same emotions that, you know, can be wounded and bruised. But we must be healed because healing is a process that God will walk his children through step by step. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He will be with you every step of the way. And so sometime during the healing process, it can, you know, there comes shock and denial, which those are some of the the things that we go through of the stages of grief, um, you know, sometimes those are the first things that a person or that you may encounter during your tragedy or when change occur. And then the next thing that you might experience is the anger. You know, you might be angry at yourself or about the situation or about that person, you know, um, passing 
away or about your situation, you know, going through a divorce or losing that job or your pet or whatever the case may be. And you can you can begin to think on these things and wish that they would or not have been done. But but it could have made the situation better or have been prevented altogether. But, you know, Satan wants us to live with that regret. Don't allow Satan to allow you to live with regret. There is no no one alive that should say, I wish that I hadn't done that. or I wish I had done this because we can know that every mistake made, there's a promise made of being forgiven and that we can be made whole again, no matter what it looked like. If we ask for God for forgiveness, we will be forgiven. But Satan, Satan wants to seek to place bl- blame and he tends to throw you into a, um, into guilt or condemnation or self-hatred or just um, falling into depression because he wants you to stay in that state. However, God, he wants to heal us and take us through the process of healing. If we allow him to heal us and heal you properly. So why I'm going to read Psalms 42 and five. It says, why are you in despair? Oh, my soul. And why have you become restless and disturbed within me? Hoping God and wait expectantly for him, for I shall again praise him for the help of his presence. So God's word is a healing agent. He desires to heal us. He desires to heal us. So the a benefit that we can, you know, take into account is that God desires to heal us. Ultimately, number one, number uno. He wants to heal us because God's word is a healing agent. And, you know, as a natural healing agent or a catalyst in his words, you know, um, we want to inherit God's words in his capacity in the energy and in the nature that is meant to be. And so how how we can have an effect on healing our body, you know, we can begin to, you know, read scriptures that will help us through it, no matter what we go through. And um, we can trust and depend on him through all things that we go through, because in Psalms 42 and 11, it says, why art thou cast down O my soul and why art thou disquieted me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him who is is health of my continence and my God. And that's Psalms 42 and 11. And so if I refuse to be cast down or discouraged, I am a conqueror. So you can refuse to be cast down and discouraged because you can become a conqueror and you can praise him who is um in the health of my continence of God because of God and because of him, you are healthy. You will be made whole because he said he says so in his word. And so with that, we know that, you know, when we get, you know, deep down and we don't know which way to turn and we don't know which way to go. or We don't have anyone to talk to. We can always refer to his word because in Psalms 91, uh, 1 through 6 and then 9 to through 10, it states that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. I will say of the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress, my God in him. Will I trust in verse three? It says, surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the newsome precedence. 
He shall cover thee with his feathers and under his wings shalt thou trust. His, his truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flies by day. In verse six, it says, nor for the presence that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasteth at noonday. And then verse nine, it goes on to say, because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high, thy hibernation, thou shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. And to know this and to know that I can be sheltered under his arms, under his wings, no matter what I go through and no matter what I go through, I shall fear, fear no evil of the things of the night or things that come against me, no plague, no devastation or anything, because he said that I am in the hands of the Lord, the most high. I'm in the safe resting place that no disaster shall or no calamity shall come upon my home or harm shall befall before me. And so with that being said, I know that I am abiding under the shadow of the almighty the Lord that healeth me. He is my refuge and my fortress. No matter what I go through, his word is my shield and my buckler against any sickness that I might experience or go through. And I am under his wings because under his wings, there is healing. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid to abide in him. I, I know that with God, he shall heal me no matter what may come. So, I refuse to be sick. I refuse to be held down. I refuse to be bound in Jesus name because sickness cannot trespass my body because it's not in the dwelling place. So you have to refuse it. You have to resist it in Jesus name and remind yourself of his word where he has promised us because in Psalms 91, as I just read, he tells us that. And so we know that. No matter what we go through and no matter what, no matter what we experience in Psalms 107 and 20, it says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So God sent his word to heal and and to preserve life. And he sent out his word and he healed the corruptions of those things that was holding you in bondage, you and I in bondage. So when he sent his word and he healed you, his word heals and delivers from any destruction. His word frees you from any corruption and that it contains the ability for God to do what he said that he's going to do. His word is healing. We, you have to accept that his word can heal you. His word, his word can take you into, you know, places of you know, upper betterment to become better, to have a different insight because God work can heal you no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are experiencing. But we have to allow him to heal you. You have to allow him to heal you. You have to allow God to heal you. And so no matter what it says in Proverbs 17 and 22, a merry heart does it good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dryeth the bones. So you have to be cheerful. You have to remain healthy. You have to know that your heart has to be happy because it's a healing medicine. You have to know that that a cheerful heart makes a quick recovery. 
the best medicine is to have a cheerful heart. So to have a merry and cheerful heart, you know, sickness can't take over you. Satan can't dominate you no matter what you try to do, no matter what he's trying to do. He can't put sickness on you. You 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 can be healed because a merry heart works like medicine and God medicine is working for you. You have to say God medicine is working for me because I will have a merry, cheerful heart. I will be healthy. I will remain in him. No matter what it look like, no matter what the pain may be. And so knowing that that God is with me and I don't have to fear. And I can trust him in all things that I go through. And that I know that I can be healed no matter what it is, no matter the situation, no matter what it look like, that I can be healed. And just as in Mark 5 and 25 through 34, when it speaks of the woman with the issue of blood, that she had the issue of blood for 12 years and she suffered. And no doctor that she in any monies that she spent on that no doctor healed her. And it wasn't getting better, but it only grew worse. But she heard of Jesus. And so she knew that if she can just touch the hem of his guard, garment. And she said that if I may touch the hem of his garment, I shall be whole. And with her, it says, but in verse 33, but the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what was done in her, came and fell down before him and told him all the truth. And he said to her daughter, thy faith have made thee whole. Go on in peace and be whole of thy plague. So by her having the faith and believing that she would be healed and whole. Immediately the power from Jesus had left from him and the power had became within her. And knowing that she was made whole in her faith. Her faith made her whole. Will your, will, you, will your faith make you whole? Will your faith make you whole? You have to believe and you have to receive healing that your faith will make you whole and that you will receive God's power as mentioned. The power that raised Christ from the dead, that it will work for you. The power that the lady knew that in faith that she touched the hem of his garden, she, garment that she will be made whole. And that if she put her power in knowing and believing and trusting God that he can heal her. And he did. And the same power that raised Jesus from the dead, it can work for you also. That power is so irresistible. It's no sickness, no disease. No brokenness, no pain that can overtake God. And you can become free. You can become entirely free from your pain, from your sickness, from your disease. You can be made whole. And you can believe and receive the healing in faith through God that you will be healed. But you have to trust him to heal you through the process. You can't continue to want to take over and continue to want to, you know, do things your way of, um, of healing see God and ask him in the direction in which you need to go and what works best for you and so God has given us all power and we we have to know what we possess the power we possess because God has given us that power 
And so we need to know that no matter what, that we can trust him, that we can, we can have the faith in knowing that he will heal and knowing that in any sickness or pain that he is there for us, that no matter what it is that come against us, that he can block it. And we, we know that in Jesus Christ, we have been redeemed. We've been redeemed because he died on the cross for our sins. So it's nothing that's too hard for him. But we have to submit ourselves to God and resist the devil and he will flee from us. And that that's found in James, that if we submit ourselves before God and resist the devil, he will he will flee. So we submit ourselves to God and submit to the will of God and give God the authority of our lives and and continue to study his word and submit to God's word. You can resist the devil and the things that come against you because he can't do anything to your body. You can remove yourself and remove that spirit, that negative spirit, that downward spirit, and it will flee from your body. And so we have to know that there is pure healing when we trust God so the impact of healing can can have many attributes if we allow God to heal us properly and so your journey journey to healing may not always be smooth and easy as I stated but it will require you to take an honest look at your painful places in your life and allow God to touch and heal them and even in those difficult moments, I encourage you to press on and don't give up. But remember that your healing can have a positive impact on yourself and as those that you are in contact with. And, you know, before the healing takes place, you know, I just rejoice because I know that God is using the healing that he's done in my life and heal my heart to help others. And I encourage you to do the same. Allow God to, you know, heal your heart and stay on your healing journey and watch how God will use you. God will use you for his greater purpose. And you have to declare that your healing not only helps you, but it also benefits the people around you. So allow God to heal your heart. Allow him to touch you and, and allow him to be able to heal you and for you to stay on your healing journey and watch how God will use you. That's it for today's episode. Many blessings to you. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Girl Good Grief. Thank you for tuning in to the impact of healing the benefits. And please remember to allow God to heal you and to to declare that you will be healed because you know that it will help you and benefit those around you. And that by allowing God to heal you, and heal your heart that it can help others stay on your healing journey and watch how God use you. Please subscribe, rate and download. Leave a review on Girl Good Grief Apple Podcasts. Rate the show. Be sure to share on your social media pages. 
and be sure to tag or mention me and let me know what you think about the show. For additional information, you can find the Girl Good Grief community on Facebook at Girl Good Grief or by email at Girl Good Grief Podcast at gmail.com. Please like our Facebook page. Have a good rest of the week. Many blessings.